0: Welcome to Fables and Fairy Tales, where this week the story is... Urashima and the Underwater Kingdom This story was written by me, and it's based on a folktale from Japan. Here to read it to you... It is I, your storyteller, Chip Cahoon. This is part four, and Hiroshima is back on the shore. If you missed everything before today, catch up at fablespodcast.co.uk. But if the story is with you, then let us Continue. The next morning, straight after breakfast, the sea king arranged for the turtle to come and carry Yurashima back to the shore. Yurashima kissed his princess goodbye and then hugged the turtle's shell tight as he was again carried swiftly through the waters. As they got close to the shore, the turtle said, This is as close as I can take you. You'll have to climb off and walk from here. When you are ready to come back, walk out here and hold the princess jewellery box under the water. Then I will know where to find you." Hiroshima nodded and slid off the turtle's shell onto the sand. When he stood up, his head was above the water. He was so pleased to be close to his family and friends again that he began running towards the shore. He hadn't seen them for so long. But remember, every story needs something bad to happen, even to someone as kind as Hiroshima. And as he got closer and closer to the beach, he felt more and more sure that something really bad had happened while he was gone. Most of the trees along the beach were gone. In their places were ginormous rectangular buildings made out of something that looked like stone. It was actually brick, but Urashima had never seen bricks before. Some of the buildings had signs on the side with pictures that seemed to glow, and some of the pictures moved. Remember, Urashima had never seen a television screen before. As Urashima crossed the beach to find his wagon, he was surprised to see wagons made entirely of metal, speeding along the road, far faster than any man could run. You've probably guessed by now, those weren't wagons, they were cars. Urashima couldn't find his wagon anywhere. Just then. He heard a loud roar from the sky, and he looked up just in time to see a huge metal bird flying down from the clouds. As he watched in amazement, Yurashima saw some wheels appear from under the metal bird. You don't need me to tell you what the metal bird actually was, do you? There were people all around him, but they were wearing the strangest clothes. Some had words and pictures on, and they were all so clean and flat. Hiroshima was beginning to get scared. He ran as fast as he could to the street where he lived. But his house was gone. The houses where the children lived were all gone. His elderly next-door neighbor's house was gone. Instead, there were more of those towering, block-like buildings. By the side of the road was a man selling newspapers. although Hiroshima had never seen a newspaper before, so he didn't know what to call them. Hiroshima ran over to him and said, "Please can you help me? I am looking for the family of of Hiroshima. Where have they gone?" The newspaper man looked confused for a moment, then said, Hiroshima? No one has had that name for hundreds of years. There's a whole story people used to tell of a kind fisherman called Hiroshima who went out to sea one day, but he got caught in a storm and never came back. His family and friends were so sad that they left this village to live on the other side of Japan. But that was so long ago, they are definitely all dead now. "'Yurashima gasped. "'Even the children?' "'The newspaper man looked even more confused. "'What children? "'If they were children back then, "'they would be over 700 years old by now.' "'Yurashima didn't know what to say. "'He couldn't have been under the sea for that long, surely? "'That would make him over 700 years old, too.' He turned away from the newspaper man and looked up and down the street. Everything was so new and bright and loud and fast, but this was supposed to be his home. How could he feel at home when his head was full of memories of his time in the Dragon Palace, his life as a fisherman in the past and his family and his friends? Suddenly, he felt the jewellery box in his pocket. He took it out and looked at it. Maybe, he thought, maybe I need to make some room in my head for all this newness in the world. He opened the box. A puff of purple smoke flew into the sky. With it, went all of Yurashima's memories. Hiroshima turned back to the newspaper man and asked, Excuse me, but do you know what I should do? The newspaper man was even more confused, but he asked, Would you like a job selling newspapers? Back in the dragon palace, the puff of purple smoke reached the sea princess. She sighed and a tear slipped out of her eye into the waters around her. She knew her husband was never coming back. But then she smiled. At least, she thought, he can be completely happy now. He doesn't have anything to remember to worry about. The end. Or is it? was the tale of Hiroshima and the underwater kingdom thank you for sharing it with me we'll be back tomorrow to kick off a story about a bunny who likes to well kick off to make sure you don't miss it make sure you are subscribed to our podcast or if you don't want to wait why not become an epic explorer then you can enjoy every story all at once to listen to watch me tell for you, and even have delivered to you through the post. Listen to the message at the end of this podcast for more details, including a very special offer if you join soon. Right now, though, it only remains for me to say cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon!